Hello, and welcome to Goop Tales. I'm Maria Calanchini, the founder, writer, and narrator behind these original audio stories. Goop Tales is a storytelling podcast for children created to ignite your imagination, broaden your horizons, and introduce you to different cultures and exotic animals, while also sparking important conversations about character traits. All right, before I get started and tell you who inspired today's story, I just want to tell you, you need to stick around till the very end of this story, because at the end of the story, I'm going to make a very special announcement about something I've never done before. And it's an opportunity for some of us to get together on Zoom and ignite our imaginations and create stories. So make sure and stay till the end to hear the details on that because I would love to see your smiling face and your big imagination there. Now, today's story was inspired by Zara. Zara, thank you so much. I'm guessing that you love to collect rocks because Zara's goop name is Rockarina. Now to see the drawing that goes for Rockarina and the real photos from the location, which is in Greece for this story, just go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 113. And you are going to get to hear Zara's request and description for Rock Arena at the end of the story as well. Now, in the last episode of Goop Tales, we met Claimer, a jubilant goop who loves to claim things for his own even though he hasn't earned them. While trying to claim a win that wasn't his, Claimer got sent to the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto, Canada. There, he tried to claim the Stanley Cup and had to answer to At The Crease, a huge goalie statue. Who wasn't happy with Claimer's claiming? Fortunately, Mr. Hockey was there to help, and Claimer found a friend in the goalie by using his habit of claiming. He couldn't wait to tell Rock Arena all about his journey, but she was stuck in an ancient marble quarry in Greece. Keep listening to find out how she landed there and what she needs to do to get home. Goop Tales, episode 113, Rock Arena and the Piraean Marble of Greece. Rock Arena gave attention to everything. A book, a game, or a rainbow in the spring. But the one special thing that most drew her eye were the rocks in her room of every shape and size. Granite, obsidian, shale, limestone, and ore sat on her shelves, but she always sought more. 
Chapter One Once upon a time, there was a very attentive goop named Rockerina. She was known for being a great listener and a wonderful companion, as she always gave her friends her full attention. But this attention didn't only apply to the other goops. She could become fully absorbed by just about anything, including a good book, homework, a new game, or the many colors that appeared at sunset. The other goops loved this about Rockerina because she always paid attention when they were talking or when they wanted to show her something they thought was interesting. Bukatashi was always bringing along a new book when she went to Rockerina's house. And Rockerina would listen while Bukatashi told her all about each character, the plot, the setting, and the title of each chapter. One Up Ya was also a great fan of Rockerina because she was always happy to be his audience when he decided to one up another goop. And he did need an audience. The only time Rockerina became a little too attentive is when she got lost in her rock collection. She was absolutely enamored with rocks. Her collection included rocks of every kind. Granite, obsidian, shale, limestone, ear-shaped rocks, squiggly-shaped rocks, rocks with holes, rocks with sparkles, and rocks of every single color. Rockerina would spend hours tending to her rock collection by researching them, cleaning them, polishing them, organizing them, labeling them, and finding them a perfect spot on her shelves. When she was ready for new rocks, which was quite often, she would head out on rock collecting adventures. One sunny summer day, she decided to go to the Goop World Rock Quarry to see if she could find a rock or two that were still missing from her collection. She slipped her list of rocks into a pocket on her green vest, grabbed her rock pick, put on her boots, and adjusted her canvas pants and green bucket hat. On her way to the rock quarry, she passed I'll Do It and One Up Ya, who were sitting on a patch of grass making flower necklaces. One Up Ya was clearly trying to weave in more and more flowers to make his necklace longer than I'll do it's. I'll do it, said Rockerina as she approached. Do you want to go on a rock collecting adventure with me? I'll do it almost always went with Rockerina because he was so enthusiastic about helping with any task. Sure, I'll do it, said I'll do it, putting his flower necklace around his neck and jumping up excitedly. He always loved helping Rockerina because she let him use her rock pick when he found a cool new rock. Well, I guess I win, said Wenapya with a slight smirk as he stood and put on his flower necklace, which draped all the way down to his feet. It wasn't a competition, Wenapya, 
We were just having fun, sighed Alduit, who was getting annoyed. Hoping to avoid an argument between the two goops, Rockarina asked, Do you want to come too, one up ya? I think you'll have a good time, she said, smiling. one up ya smiled. Of course, and I bet I can get there first. But it's not, Rockarina began, and then just chuckled <laughs> as she watched one up ya run ahead. She and Alduit rolled their eyes and sauntered along toward the rock quarry, taking their time to enjoy the beautiful sunshine that poked through the trees around them. When they arrived, they could hear several voices bouncing around the quarry. Who do you think one up you found? asked Alduit. Rockarina frowned. I think it's Smashem and Breka. Rockarina had seen Smashem and Breka destroy many rocks she would have loved to have added to her collection. So she always grew very concerned when she found them at the rock quarry. Turning a corner, Rockarina and Alduit saw Smashem hitting a patch of shiny white rock on the quarry wall with his little hammer. Breka and Alduit were picking up the broken pieces and seeing who could cause the biggest plunk sound in the water at the bottom of the quarry. Rockarina's eyes widened. No, no, stop. That's marble. I've been searching for marble for years and you're ruining it. Smashem paused for a moment to look back at Rockarina and the smile disappeared from Breka and Wanapia's faces. Sorry, Rockarina. We didn't think we were hurting anything. Just let me smash one more little piece and we'll leave the rest to you, said Smashem, pulling his hammer back for one final swing. No! Rockarina yelled, diving at the hammer. But before she could grab it, the hammer had smashed against the marble, creating a large crack that pulled Rockarina right in and sealed up behind her. Chapter Two For a few moments, Rockarina felt as if she were in a tiny, dark tunnel. Everything felt smooth and cold. She pulled out her little rock pick and began to chip away at the tunnel wall around her. After a few slight taps, she broke through the wall and blinding sunlight streamed in. After a few more taps, Rockarina had created a hole big enough to crawl out of. Standing up and dusting off her canvas pants and green vest, she looked around and quickly realized she wasn't in Goop World anymore. She had stepped into the middle of a row of half-destroyed pillars lining either side of a sandy walkway. Some pillars reached far above Rockarina's head, while others were so short that she could step right on top of them. She quickly counted, noting that there were 13 pillars on each side. 
She walked a few steps to stand next to one of them. I wonder what kind of rock this pillar was made of, she said aloud, pulling out her rock pick in order to break off a small sample for her collection. You really shouldn't do that, sang a high-pitched voice nearby. Surprised, Rockarina stepped back, raised her rock pick over her head, and yelled, Who's there? Sorry to startle you, but you can put that very sharp object down. I'm just warning you that you shouldn't touch the pillar. It's very old and could collapse if you touch it. You can look up if you want to see me. You seem like a a nice little person. All the archaeologists usually are, sang the voice. Rockarina felt proud at being compared to an archaeologist. She smiled to herself and looked up. On top of one of the taller pillars was a small bird with a brownish red head and wings with black and white stripes. On the bird's head sat a fan-like crest with black tips. Rockarina's smile widened. I love your little crown, she gasped. Oh, that! It only pops up when I'm excited or surprised. You definitely surprised me by showing up here, the little bird laughed as the crest laid back against its head. I'm Cassia, and I'm a hoopoo, said the little bird. Wonderful to meet you, Cassia, said Rockarina, paying attention to each word the bird said. I'm Rockarina, and I would be so grateful if you could tell me where I am. I don't recognize anything. Cassia flew down and landed near Rockarina. You're at the Temple of Zeus in Olympia, Greece. This place was magnificent when it was first built in 457 BC, as you can probably imagine. It was made to honor Zeus, the chief of the Greek gods. It's very old, as I said before. Ancient, in fact. That's why you can't touch it. Oh, right, sorry about that, said Rockarina, putting her rock pick away. I just wanted a piece of the rock from the pillars. I love rocks, you see. Hmm, well, you can't have any of the rocks here, but you could always go to Peros, said Cassia. Peros? What's there? Rockarina asked, raising an eyebrow. The most famous rock used for the temple was Piraean marble. It's really quite extraordinary, which is why it was used by almost all the ancient Greek sculptors for their creations. The quarry where it was mined is on the island of Peros in the Mediterranean Sea. A lot of the marble was mined many years ago because they used it for so many of the buildings and sculptures in ancient Greece. But 
you may be able to find a piece or two still. You just need to go to the Peros Marathi Marble Quarries. That sounds perfect, but is it very far? Asked Rockarina, who was feeling a little hot under the summer sun. Yes, it is. But I have a friend who can help. It may be a bit dangerous because there are some unfriendly creatures along the way. But my friend is very fast and very clever. So don't worry too much, said Cassia, smiling. Rockarina bit her lip, slightly concerned by Cassia's warning. But her eyes sparkled as she thought of having a piece of Perean marble in her collection. How do we find her, your friend? asked Rockarina. We just need to make our way to the coast. I can call him from there, replied Cassia. Seeing that Rockarina was ready to start, Cassia flew up from her spot on the ground and aimed herself in the direction of the Mediterranean Sea. Rockarina walked and walked and walked, keeping her eyes only on the ground in front of her so that she wouldn't trip over anything and only occasionally glancing up to make sure Cassia was still nearby. It felt like they had been traveling for hours. The sun was so hot and she had to remove her bucket hat every few minutes to fan herself. There was a slight breeze and soon it began to carry the scent of salt. We're close, said Cassia, swooping down closer to Rockarina. Look! Rockarina looked up and was elated to see the bright blue Mediterranean Sea spread before her. Cassia perched herself on a small log next to the water and called out with a song that sounded just like Rockarina watched the water, but there was nothing. Cassia calmly called out again, and smiled at Rockarina as if she knew a secret. Rockarina looked back at the water, just as a small grayish-brown object poked out of a low wave. Oh, what's that? asked Rockarina. It's the same color as the pumice rock in my collection, she yelped excitedly. Cassia had no idea what she was talking about and just cocked her head to one side. Well, that's not a rock. That's my friend Zephyr. He's a monk seal and he'll take you to Peros. Rockarina looked between Cassia and Zephyr nervously, suddenly realizing something. You mean we have to go through water? Hey there. Did you know we're going to launch the first Goop Tales book very soon? Just go to gooptales.com forward slash book to find out more and be one of the first to know when it comes out.
Chapter 3 Zephyr approached the shore, grinning and motioning for Rockarina to get on his back. Come along now, we have a long journey ahead of us. Rockarina looked at Cassia in panic. Through the water, but aren't there sharks? Well, yes, replied Cassia. I told you it could be a bit dangerous. But don't worry, monk seals are very agile and can outmaneuver any shark. I'm completely confident that Zephyr will get you to Peros safe and sound. I wouldn't send you with him if I didn't think so. You know that, right? Rockarina relaxed a bit and smiled at Cassia. Thank you. You've been very kind to me. Make sure you're careful at the quarry. It's also very old, so you need to pay attention at every moment, warned Cassia. Oh, I'm always attentive, boasted Rockarina, though she knew that if she were surrounded by new rocks, she would probably get distracted. She stepped into the water and onto Zephyr's back. Ready, little one? He asked, not waiting for an answer as he dove down deep into the water. Rockarina looked around as Zephyr swam through the waters near Cameo Island and spotted ten loggerhead turtles floating lazily around underwater rock formations. All through the journey, Rockarina was spotting new fish noting them down on a piece of paper she pulled from her pocket. She wanted to ask Balfred if he had seen any of them in the ocean he visited during his underwater adventure. Zephyr explained the types of fish and plants as they passed, making friendly conversation to help Rockarina stay calm. He knew there were dangerous animals in the sea, and he didn't want Rockarina thinking about them. Only a few miles from Peros, Zephyr slowed down and quickly slid behind a rock. Rockarina looked around. What's wrong? I thought we were almost there, she said impatiently. She wanted to find her marble. We are, Zephyr whispered. But look, he said, motioning for her to look around the side of the rock. Rockarina peeked around the rock and saw a small, thin shark circling nearby. That's a short-nosed spur dog shark. It's quite small, but I don't want to take any chances, whispered Zephyr. Rockarina nodded, and as she leaned to the side to get a better look at the shark, her rock fell from her belt, knocking lightly against the rock they were hiding behind. The disturbance in the water was enough to alert the shark to their presence as it aimed itself in their direction. Chapter 4 The Shark shot around the rock as Zephyr bolted in the opposite direction, twisting and turning as the shark did its best to follow. 
Rockarina held on tight to Zephyr and closed her eyes. As they got closer to Peros, Zephyr found more underwater caves and rocks to dive through. He was tired, but he knew he had to keep moving to save Rockarina. The shark was small and fast, and it was able to follow for quite a while. But soon, Zephyr was just too hard to keep track of, and the shark got lost behind Zephyr's quick, agile movements. Rockarina looked behind them and saw that they had lost the short-nosed spur dog. You did it, Zephyr. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you, little one. I'm not as young as I once was, but I promised Cassia I would get you to Peros, and here we are. Rockarina looked up as Zephyr popped them out of the water near a small beach. Just follow the signs, and they'll take you to the quarry you're looking for. But... Zephyr stopped short. But what? asked Rockarina, slightly worried. Don't you want me to find the Perean marble? Yes, yes, if that's what you really want. But I've heard that the Perean marble often doesn't want to be found. What, what do you mean? asked Rockarina. So much of it was removed from its home on the island. The rest of the marble wants to stay where it is. Right here on Peros, explained Zephyr. Oh, but I would give it such a good home, said Rockarina. Well, maybe you can convince it to go with you. But be careful, warned Zephyr. I will. Thank you so much for getting me here. Rockarina waved as Zephyr dove back into the sea. Rockarina followed the signs leading to the Peros Marathi Marble Quarry and gasped as it finally opened before her. A large stone building stood against a hill, its marble bricks forming a kind of mesmerizing mosaic. Stepping inside, Rockarina came to an entrance and peeking her head through, saw a set of marble stairs leading down into the ground. She pulled out her little rock pick. Here we go, she said, half nervous and half excited. The Perean marble below her could sense the presence of the rock pick, and it wasn't happy. The stairs suddenly transformed into a slick marble slide. Rockarina lost her footing and slid down, 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 tumbling into a pile of rock at the bottom. Everything was cold and almost completely dark. Rockarina shivered as she stood up and looked around. She leaned down and was about to grab her rock pick, but she reconsidered. That had probably gotten her into trouble in the first place. She realized that the Perean marble didn't know anything about her. How could it trust her? Okay, 
I'll leave my rock pick where it is, she said, speaking to the air around her. Don't worry, I don't want to take you away if you don't want to go. But I love rocks, and I think all of my rocks are very happy with me. I clean them, I polish them, and I make sure they're always in the right place. I give them all the attention they deserve, and I promise I would do the same for you. If you want to come with me, you're very welcome, and I'll be so happy to have you. But if you want to stay, please just let me out of this cave so I can try to find a way home. Rockarina stood still. Everything was silent, not even the whisper of a breeze. Then she heard a small cracking sound. She looked in the direction of the sound and watched as a small piece of Piraean marble broke away from a nearby wall and dropped to the ground. She knew this rock wanted a home with her in Goop World. She smiled and walked over to the oblong piece of marble. As she gently picked it up, a bright light burst from its center, enveloping them both and blinding Rock Arena for a moment. She blinked, and when she opened her eyes, she was back in the Goop World rock quarry. Opening her clenched fist, she smiled at the small white rock sitting in her palm. She couldn't wait to show one up ya, the amazing new addition to her collection. But he was nowhere to be found. He was riding the fastest roller coaster in the world. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, that is it for today's story. I hope you loved traveling to Greece with Rock Arena and learning about some new rocks. Now, if you did love it, I'd love to hear from you. You can either either leave me a voicemail at gooptales.com or better yet, please leave a review on iTunes if you haven't because that helps to spread the word. Okay. So now for the special announcement that I talked about at the beginning of this podcast. So I'm doing something I've never done before. And you can find all the details for this if you go to gooptails.com forward slash create. Now what I'm going to do is I am going to meet with a small group of goopies. And we are going to meet on Zoom. So you can do this no matter where you live in the world. We're going to meet for about an hour and you are going to create your own goop tale. You're going to come away with the outline and the ideas. So if you've ever wanted to create your own goop tale and decide where your goop goes, what it wears, who it's friends with, all of that, we're going to work on this together in a special creative workshop. And you're going to meet other goopies from all over the world. So just go to gooptails.com forward slash create to get all the details. This is coming up at the end of June. So I hope to see you there. And I look forward to meeting goopies 
from different corners of this beautiful world of ours. And now, back to the end of this story. So I just want you to know that you can download the coloring page and see all of the photos that go with Rock Arena if you go to gooptails.com forward slash episode 113. Now, if you're feeling creative and want to draw, you can tag us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Gooptails. So upload a photo that you've drawn and I promise we will repost it. Now I want to thank Aya, Hadley, and Micah for sending in voice messages last week. I listened to them all. I love hearing from you. So if you feel like you want to leave a goopy message, just go to gooptails.com and you can leave me a message. Now here is the message that Zara left us talking about Rock Arena. I will see you in the next Goop Tale. Hi, Maria. I'm Zara. I really like Goop Tales, and here's my Goop name and my Goop and her story. Her name is Rock Arena. She really likes rocks, and she studies them and crystals, and her favorite best friend is her his name is Snatcher and her story is she lives in Goop Tail Goop World and you can come up with the rest of the story and I really like Goop Tails. I listen to them as much as I can and I really um like how you work 